Hi everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yep, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. My magic for you today is a wonderful woman by the name of Lisa Wagoner. She's the author of a book, Positive Pagan, staying upbeat in an offbeat world. Sounds like perfect timing for this time and way of the world. But before I bring you Lisa, where's Patty? <laughs> it's getting harder by the day, I must say. As we are getting into season, yes, seance season, yes, travel season. Where I am, well, right now I'm here. If you are listening to this, the week we drop, the week of Monday, September 5th, happy Labor Day. Yes, indeed. Hope you are having one. Hope you had one. Happy Labor Day. It's September. Fall is almost here. I am here. I actually just got back here. If you are listening to this now, I am back from a whirlwind mini tour with my TFIL overnight guys. I met with um, Elton and Corey in Chicago at Joliet Prison and in St. Louis, and I'm sure we had a fabulous time. So I am here for the rest of the week. On Tuesday, I am teaching a class. I'm teaching a class about sound magic. We know how important sound is, right? How we can soundtrack a movie, how we listen to church or in temple. Sound is magic in itself. I'm even going to give a little tease of that in our magic class. So Tuesday night, if you want to get that in-depth, go to universitymagicus.com. I am here for the rest of the week. My next trip up is next week, September 16th through 18th. I will be in Virginia City, the haunted, fabulous Virginia City at the PEX Paranormal Experience. It's a great, great Paracon. We did it in Tahoe last year, but... They tore that place down. So now we're taking over Virginia City. So teams come in from all over. So if you really want to get down and dirty Paracon, I'm going to be doing, of course, seances, galleries, investigations. So come join us at PEX Paracon. It's on all my sites. Go there. That's the weekend of the 16th through the 18th. And then after that, 22 through 25, I'm going to be at Symposium Cantonia. I'm probably saying that completely wrong, but it's a real witchy weekend in Massachusetts, in Orange, Massachusetts, with Sal Santoro from The Crooked Path, Jeff Cullen, people I've had on my show. So if you want to get real down and dirty, witchy, fabulous in a big old uh, Wheeler Mansion in Massachusetts, check out my website, check out everything, join us there. We're going to be tromping through fabulous graveyards and learning what to do, some really nice witchy witchy magic um and then just it goes into october paracon i'm doing orange county paracon i'll be back in the la area with that and then on and on from there but for now i'm in town just got back leaving again come to class no sunday classes for a while just because i'm traveling and something else that's really exciting that is launching this week you are going to get a tease of the brand new podcast the witches movie coven. Yep, yep. I told you a little bit about it last week. This Wednesday, we are going to play our first taped practice run um, with Heather Green and Jason Mankey and myself and talking about movies. 
And next week, the week after, we're going to do it live. So then next week, once you figure out what we're doing this week, once we figure out what we're doing this week, next week, you can go live on Facebook, on YouTube, and tell us what movies you like, witchy movies. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to get from us for other episodes. And I am so excited about this. This is it going to be big? I hope it's going to be big. Who doesn't like movies? I like movies. The Witches Movie Coming, launching Wednesday with our first Toes in the Water, already tape-recorded thing. Hi, everybody. Guess what time it is? Yep, it is time for the Willow Report. The <laughs> the Willow Yawn Report. Yes, indeed. Right on cue, baby girl. And of course, as of late, we add the Willow Report also starring Grace, little baby Grace. Look how big she is getting. They both just woke up. We are taping this a little later than usual. Willow already had her big play date. But what I want to talk about is the magic of animals and how they can calm you down, how these two little things have changed our lives. So if stresses in your life, if things are tough or things are hard, if you could get yourself a little kitty or a doggy, I promise it's better than any drug. It's better than any alcohol. It's better than any anything because they just love you. Right, Willow? Right, Grace? Now, these two are starting to take care of each other, like I say all the time. But even now that I'm on the road all the time and my husband's home all by himself most of the time, he could get really cranky, but he doesn't get cranky anymore. He doesn't get cranky because he has these little babies to take care of. So my willow report is get yourself a dog or get yourself a cat and you'll be happier. You know, they've actually proved, proven, they've actually proven that people with pets like this live longer. People with pets like this live happier. People with pets like this are healthier. That's science. So if you live somewhere that you can't, like maybe an apartment that you can't have animals, find a friend or a neighbor with animals. They'll share them with you. Almost everybody would love somebody to go walk their dog once in a while or go play with their kitty, even if they're home. But I just want to say in this crazy world, what these guys are is love, pure love, huh, baby? So go hug your fur baby, your fur baby. Your fur, I didn't even, I said four baby. I don't even know what that means. I guess it's a four paw baby. That's what I meant. Sure. Anyway, that's all I have because when I was packing and she, Willow gets in the suitcase and starts stealing things, it's the cutest thing ever. When I open the suitcase and she won't get out and she gets my Claro's all furry and fuzzy, it's the cutest thing ever. And now Willow does it too. So it doesn't matter if I wear black clothes, they get white fur. If I wear white clothes, they get black fur. And for everything else, they get the brown fur in the middle. Nothing better. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking up all my cat scratch. <laughs> That's the Willow report. Willow and the climbing grace. And they're both so sleepy now. But look at how cute they are. You guys need this too. Grace, look at the camera. Look at the camera. Oh, man. <laughs> on that note we yawn okay <laughs> thank you. oh oh and i have a fur coat too ah uh, that's the willow report <laughs> <laughs> so
So for this week's magic lesson, we are talking about sound magic. Yes, sound magic. Sound is such an important part of magic and one we don't think about a lot. Whether we're go, okay, I'm going to do a working, I'm going to do a candle working, I'm going to do a herbs or oils or things or whatever, I'm going to do petitions. Sound is power behind almost everything. Think about it. If you're watching a movie, if you're watching a movie with the sound down, it's not the same as the movie with the soundtrack on, especially big adventure movies, romantic movies. Say if you're in church, you're in temple, you're in some many spiritualist thing and the singing and the sound and the chanting. Sound is a part of our world. Everything from the amen after a prayer to an om after a yoga class. Sound itself is powerful. We know that because we are vibrational beings. Science tells us we are vibrational beings. Sound is vibration. It is everything. That is why we put wind chimes out to soften the noise of the freeway by our house, have a little waterfall to soothe us while we are here. And my favorite sound is the human voice sound. Um, because the human voice sound has as I always talk about, our breath coming out is our life force. The moisture in our breath is our free will. And I can't say that enough. Just stating something, state it out loud whenever you can. Now, if you add some musicality to that, you add some tonality to that, you're really making magic. Just like and now science is getting involved. Binaural beats. We have all that from ASMR, the shh, 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 the sound of a whisper, the sound of a whisper. I don't know if we're going to catch the whisper on that or not. All this stuff is affecting our body. Literally, they are affecting, they are affecting our energy. They literally make us tingle inside and out and they cause magic. So add some magic into your next spell working, whether it's a chant, you're doing a money spell. Money here, money now, money come to me. Money here, money now, money can't you see? You know, you don't have to be that musical because some of us aren't. But you add a little bit of cadence. You add a little bit of rhyme. That is why rhyming is done so much. That is why we do charms and chants and the witchcraft because we know that magic really counts. Now, when you're using vocal, I call it hecka work, the sound magic of sound, there Consonants are the form of a word. Just like when you're learning speech class, consonants are the form, form that shapes. P's, S's, and T's. Now, vowels are the force. Think about it, it works. It's not the forming, it's the force. It ignites. So if we're putting together the form and the ignite and the power behind it, you can make up your own chants. Um, there's simple little rules to things like vowels. Vowels open the head. If you guys know from my 30 second exercises that ah, om, e-i-e-i-o, 30 seconds of doing that, the chatter in your head stops, the fog lifts, the clarity comes in. But so you, what if you come up your own, like I really need to relax. I really need to call in some beautiful spirits. Um, you, the dragon, you, that's all about love. That's all about clarity and focus. So whether you're going you or ooh, think how it affects you. You don't have to have anybody else here yet if you don't want to to make it work. But if you do have somebody else here yet, that's okay too. Um, it's about force. It's about power. It's about love. Anything with the vowels opens things up. A, it's about birth and life. Think about it. Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. This stuff is used in cultures all over the place. A is the 
A. Amen. Bringing forth the life. So if you want to, you've got sitting here working on your candle, or you're working on your puppet doll. Ah, eh. Most of you have heard me do ma chants. It's own backwards. It's Mother Earth energy coming up. How about an L? L is the dragon of the land. Oh, I'll bring that in. Z, that's the serpent strike. That's the lightning strike. That is the power between things. That is the breath of a dragon. Make up some of your own. It's just putting the force. You're putting the form. See what that does for you. Make up your own. Add it to your chant. Create a chant. Create a song with what you're doing. Add bells. Add chimes as I do to your magical workings. To whether it's your worship time, to things that you have on your altar. I think the best clearing thing for any house is to literally have a bell or a chime that even if you can't do a full clearing, ring that bell, go through the house, ringing it, ringing it. You are changing the vibration of sound. We do it with drum circles. Who doesn't like a good old drum circle? Ah, da, 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 da. I'm married to a drummer. Um, singing bowls, Tibetan bowls. You want to expand your brain. You want to get practically a psychedelic experience without drugs. Sound can do it for you. It changes the pattern. It changes the energy of everything around us. So add a little sound to your prayers. Add a little sound to your chants. Add a little sound and magic to your spell working. Sound to your day-to-day -day life, whether it's soft music in the background, music to go to sleep, music to meditate. You know, get fancy with all the stuff you can find now, getting scientific. Go old school. Listen to some Gregorian chants. You want to get wild. You want to get out there. Gregorian chants. Viking. Get them some old Norwegian stuff. There is so much out there that can affect your fingers, your toes, every little bit of you. Sound is everywhere. Sound is magic. Make it up from there yourself. Hello, everybody. I am Patty Negri, and welcome to The Witching Hour, that hour of the day when magic happens, whenever you're listening to this podcast or really late at night. I have a wonderful guest for you today, somebody who is so up my alley, my ilk, my thought process, my belief system. I can't wait to learn more, but let me tell you about her first. My guest today is Lisa Wagner. She's a Pathios Pagan channel blogger and manager of the Wand and Earth Metaphysical Shop. She presents at various events, including Mystic South Sacred Space Conference and Rhoda Psychic Expo. Lisa's also a certified Reiki master in both Usi and Celtic traditions, and she's a contributor to the Witch's Altar and My Wandering Uterus. Welcome, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I just got your book. I want to tell everybody about it. Everybody who knows me knows that like I'm the eternal optimist and, and I try to tell them it's a choice kind of thing. But now you actually have a book about it. Yes. Positive <laughs> Pagan. Yes, so tell us a little bit. I just got it. What, what, what it is. Okay. So it's a book. Um, I'll tell you a little bit of the background on it. So I wrote a blog for Pathios. It's called Witch Indeed. And it's it's all about my life here in Western North Carolina and rituals, things like that. And back in 2019, uh, I was getting a little fed up with the pagan community, like so many communities, uh, getting very cranky, 
um, complaining a lot, just very negative. And so I wrote a blog called Being a Positive Pagan in a Dark World. I mean, it just came over me. It came out of my fingers and it hit a chord uh, because that is the blog I've had the most response to. I still get messages to this day. And a lot of people felt like they'd been seen. I think a lot of people hide being positive because it's sort of a negative thing sometimes. And um, so out of that grew, I, I just looked around and I realized there wasn't a book about being a positive pagan. And so I started writing one, presented it to Llewellyn and they kindly said, yeah, that'd be great. And the book just came out in the last couple of weeks and it's called Positive Pagan, Staying Upbeat in an Offbeat World. And talk about, um, I don't know when you first saw how cranky people were getting, cause they were even our beautiful pagan community, but now yeah. even worse. I mean, with everything yeah. going on the last couple of years with pandemics and stuff. So yeah. I, everybody's a little cranky and less than positive. Yeah, um, no, and, and I address that in the book that, you know, the world can be horrific and bad things can happen. Uh, and I mentioned in my introduction as well, and I do urge people like if all else fails, read the forward and the introduction to get a feel for the book and then you can dip into the rest as you need it. Um, so in the introduction, I point out that uh, in the midst of COVID, I had to do edit editing and I suffer from seasonal affective disorder. So I just completely stopped. Uh, I was overwhelmed. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, it felt like an anvil over my head and I have ways of dealing with my um, seasonal affective disorder, but you know, it was, it just hit me really hard. And then one day I was like, wait a minute, I wrote, I wrote a whole book on this subject. Why, why aren't you going to the book? And I did. And so I can say I've done every single thing in this book and that's what's helped me throughout my life is just different little rituals and spells and things I've always done because I firmly believe one action can lead to another action to get you on the road to what you want, you know, as far as like moving forward, new relationship, new job, whatever it is that you're hoping to have. Right. I agree wholeheartedly. And the one action little domino effect can go either way. Absolutely. And a lot of it has been going the other direction. Yeah. So what are some of the uh, the day-to-day -day things? Again, chapters are beautiful. I can't read. Thank you. you, know, you um, so you talk about fundamentals. What are the fundamentals of being a positive pagan or positive yeah. anybody? Well, yeah, the fundamentals that I cover is, you know, the basics, um, gratitude. A lot of people give gratitude a, a bad rap because, you know, a lot of people, uh, toxic positivity gets brought up. And to me, I, I did a whole discussion on this on a recent Llewellyn Con where to me, toxic positivity, you know, it's those little sayings that to me are incomplete sentences. So, you know, they'll tell you to do something, but we're not, you know, light switches. So to me, uh, being a positive pagan, you know, you do one thing for the result of something else. And what's great about being a pagan is that we can turn the mundane into magical. And so, for example, like, you know, everybody always says, make your bed. And for a long time, very long time, I never did, because what's the point? You just get back into it. And I realized making the bed was one thing I could do to start my day. It felt like an accomplishment. And it also changes the energy uh, in the room, which, you know, you don't really think about. And once I realized that it has ceased to become this horrible chore and it's something I do every day and it gets me started in my mornings because I'm also not a morning person. So, so you change your perception about it. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's it's definitely a shift in energy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we as pagans are aware of that stuff. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So um, 
I, what are some of the like little things that people along the way make it do? Okay, let's just shift this. If they find themselves in the middle of a, you know, oh my gosh, the world's going to end day. I, I have yeah. nothing to live for day. However, even if it's just a little, I'm not happy day or all the way, sadly, which a lot is going on right now. What are some mm -hmm. of the first easy steps that people can take from your book? Oh, I always strongly recommend if possible. Um, I think a lot of times we forget to ground center and shield and that can affect us and I myself forget. So the first thing I'll always say is if you can get outside and walk barefoot, please do that or get out in nature. If you live in a city, like I grew up in New York City, um, spent a lot of time in little like pocket parks and Central Park. So there's no excuse. You can find nature. Um, get yourself a plant and touch the dirt. Just get yourself grounded. And then uh, to center yourself and centering can be as simple as put your hand on your heart. Think about things that are important to you, your family, you know, your work, your purpose, anything like that. And then shield, um, you know, there's a lot of negative energy swirling all around us. So if you learn how to shield yourself, like I can do it and snap my fingers once I remember. And I'll just imagine these beautiful crystal shields going up around me. And it's this, this mental safety net that I have where it's just like, if I do those three things, it definitely helps me when the day's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's rough yeah. out there. Oh, again, I do a snap finger thing too. Oh, I use cool. mirror versus crystals, but I like crystals. Yeah. Sometimes I use mirrors as well. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot yeah. of different things you can use. So yeah, but just do it and have the yes. consciousness of doing it and putting it yeah. into your head, for, as you said. So I know also, um, you use a lot of, you say deity work is important, really working yes. with your deities on that. So how does yeah. that help you be positive? Well, I think having a spiritual practice is important. And um, so I am devoted to a couple of deities, but my main one is Bridget. So I have different altars set up throughout my home. And no matter um, how the day is going, I make sure I spend at least five minutes like in front of her altar, it could just be like staring into space or at a candle or, you know, at her statue. And um, I really urge people to just be still and listen, because I think a lot of times we have so much noise in our lives that we're missing things. And so to just be completely still and sometimes things will bubble up or you'll, you know, your deity will be speaking to you or give you a little nudge about like, hey, check in with that person or do this today. Um, and that way we can receive messages from them and work in conjunction with them because they do want what's best for us. Good. Right. And if you, it's okay if you don't have an hour to go meditate, five minutes. Absolutely. Five Absolutely. minutes changes, yeah. can change everything. It can. So you yeah. Also, yeah. Um, oh, this is great. Can't wait to read it. So you do have a, a chapter on tools and supplies. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the tools that you think that we need to have a positive day? Um, some of the tools that um, I really like to use, for example, is something as simple as a bell, because that can change the energy. Sometimes, you know, like I think we get overwhelmed by stuff. Thank you. Yay. Um, and a simple thing like clapping or ringing a bell can, you know, clear out the energy when you're feeling like, you know, it's really heavy and you can't get anything done. Sometimes something as simple as that. Uh, I definitely work with herbs and herbs can be easily found in your kitchen cabinet. Um you know, I like to work a lot with bay leaves. I use bay leaves to set intentions. I mentioned using it as bookmarks in the book to set intentions, um, just to write down things sometimes that I need to get rid of and burn them. Um, so a cauldron is helpful or a fireproof dish is always important as well. Um, all those things I feel are like the most important And candles. Candles are really important because I feel like, you know, it gives you a, um, a focus of attention 
but you can use something like a birthday candle that doesn't take so much of your day. Cause I know a lot of people, their biggest um, response is like, I don't have time for this. And I'm like, yes, yeah. actually you do. You just have to make a choice and you set aside like five minutes tops for, for a lot of these rituals that I list within the book. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm a birthday candle user too. It's like, ah, okay, I've got a red candle. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how did you find your path originally? I love that you're there. How did you become you? How did you find the pagan path? Well, it's really interesting. So I grew up uh, with my mom and my grandmother. My mom is German. Uh, my grandmother is Austrian. So I would, um, spend like the summers with my grandmother or she would come for holidays and stuff. And they both practiced what I consider like looking back as a form of folk magic. But you know, like if, I mean, we grew up in a Catholic household, not really kind of, they both survived World War II in Germany. So they both had differing, they were like opposite ends of the spectrum. So, but for me, it was just stuff that my family did. Like we had kitchen altars or a kitchen witch or set intentions, um, manifested, uh, cleared energy. Like, but if you said those words to them, I don't think they would have responded to that because it was just something that was part of their life. Like my grandmother came from, you know, the countryside and Austria also borders Italy. And so some of that Strega magic came in as well, because when I read about Italian magic, you know, I was like, oh, that's familiar. Um, so I didn't really have language for it. Uh, and I was, I've been interested in witchcraft since I was a wee tot and because it was a way it just felt like empowered independent people and i really admired that and so when i became an adult and i learned the language it was like oh i do that already like you know i have an altar you know i, I do spell work and oh yeah i do ritual I, I just didn't really have the language i just thought it was something my family did and really didn't think anything more about it and then in the past um within the last decade um Bridget sort of took over my life. And so I follow uh, a Celtic spirituality. So I consider myself a Celtic pagan witch and um, follow like the wheel of the year and the, the Celtic holidays and things like that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, how important, I know you, you talk about both cleansing yourself and cleansing your surroundings. And we started out with making your bed, how that can change your day. And I do believe that. So how important are your surroundings to people or Oh, very important. And I actually had a discussion with someone um, the other day where they read my book and I have a whole section on the car and like they never thought about it because it's like, you know, it's just a mode of transportation. But to me, you know, that's also an environment that you're surrounding yourself with. So why not have it cleansed and, you know, um, you know, put Florida water in it to cleanse it or to clear it out of, you know, debris and junk and things like that, because these little things, you may not think about it, but it does affect you. So if you're surrounded by clutter and a bunch of, you know, like cars filled with boxes and old mail, that's just going to weigh you down. So if you get rid of that, you can change the energy in your car as well. So it's, I think it's really important. And also like your workspace, um, even if like you work in a cubicle, you know, you can have a couple of crystals. I've always had crystals or like you have those really great candles that um, are battery operated. Those are really helpful and things like that. And crystals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got yeah. everything at hands for you. Here's crystals, here's bells, here's chimes. <laughs> exactly. here's, yeah. yeah, you got to, it's just setting it up. Exactly. Um, and I, I agree with the car. I live in Los Angeles and we spend a lot of time in our car right. just trying yeah. to get to the grocery store. So it's and it's very enclosed. So you're going to even notice if the energy is is chaotic even more than in a, in a larger home space. Absolutely. So. 
have you gotten negative feedback on this, like being judgmental of people? Because people sometimes don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I'm all right with, but it's like, why are you happy all the time kind of stuff? Have, right. How do you deal with that? Or do you have to deal with that? Or is that just me? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, being positive is sort of a, a negative thing, you know, and I sometimes everybody that has bought the book has been absolutely lovely and said how helpful it's been. Uh, I do notice like when I say I've written a book called Positive Pagan, I either get the flinch or the eye roll and it's like, oh, and um, <laughs> I think because uh, it's it's seen as a negative thing. And I certainly had that growing up, like, you know, being positive was thought to be like unworldly, naive. My mom was really bitter about a lot of things that happened in World War II, understandably. But, you know, in her opinion, like if you were positive, um, you know, that just meant you weren't aware of world events or how horrific the world could be. And then on the other end of the spectrum was my grandmother who survived the same war. But her viewpoint was like, I'm looking forward. I'm making things happen, you know, you know. Yesterday was a bad day. Today's a new day, that kind of stuff. So I had both ends of the spectrum. And as a child, I just knew I didn't want to be that way. I wanted to be more like my grandmother. So it's thanks to her. A lot of uh, what's in the book um, is what is what you know, I um, have shared with everyone because it's things I learned from her or expanded on my own. So that's beautiful. And yeah. yeah, even if your family doesn't have the right words for it, that's in you. That's in you. Yeah. The practice is more important than the title oh, absolutely. Of, of what you learned along the way. Yeah. So going back to, to cleansing our cars and our homes, what are some of the yes. personal cleansing things that you recommend for people? Uh, definitely bathing, um, either showers or, or bathtubs. And I have listings for both. Um, I feel like it's really important um, because I also I work in a metaphysical shop and there's a lot of, you know, energies that can be thrown around. And I don't think people are as aware of that because sometimes you have to figure out, is this me or is this some energy, you know, that I'm taking on from someone that just, you know, walk through the door. So I find weekly baths really helpful, obviously shower every day, um, but to in include like herbs uh, in the water, it just sort of cleanses all the negativity and, you know, the bad things that have happened in the week and you just feel better. Plus you're doing an action, you know, you're cleansing yeah. yourself. So I find those two of utmost importance. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's bad. So I know you mentioned Florida water, even for the cars. Florida water, a big part of your keeping things clear practice. It is. It home. is for me. Uh, you know, I like the you know the traditional Florida water that you get from that company in New York that's been in business forever. Yeah. Um, because uh, for personal reasons, my grandmother used this cologne called Forty Seven Eleven. It's really popular in Europe. And I don't know, Florida water reminds me of that, um, that smell, because she always wore that perfume, that cologne, and that's it. Um, so I use it. And for me, it just feels warm and protective. Um, you can also find like locally made Florida water or make your own as well. So that's good. like using yeah. local plants is really powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. You said 4711. Yeah. I have a bottle of that, that a oh. friend whose mom came from Europe. And it, yeah. I guess that's why I'm like, oh, this yeah. is, I didn't know that's a whole thing. So yeah, it just, I don't know, Florida water reminds me of that scent. Um, and it just, I, I love it. So yeah, so I use, I, I use both because it just reminds me of her. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go look at my little bottle and spray it and see if they sound oh, nice. even yeah. the, 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 yeah, the labels and stuff have a, not the same, but they have this familiarity to it. So. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so what are some of the things 
um, you were, okay, so for somebody, when we're having really hard times, dark times, I know you have a chapter about that when things get dark. Yeah. So is that amping it up or is there certain things that you suggest for people to? Yeah, well, the first thing I always say is don't be so hard on yourself uh, because so many people are, and I'm one of these people that you could just be so hard on yourself and it's okay to just like let go. I think people feel like they have to produce like all the time and I'm saying, you know, use that, use those emotions, you know, let it pass through you. Um, because when we get sick, it's because things have been stuck in us, you know, um, energies. And if you think about like a child, you know, like when a child pitches a fit, it just moves through them. And then like two minutes later, they're happy. Right. And so that's yeah. way the way emotion should move through you. So I just say, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, give yourself some space and really take care of yourself. I mean, a lot of people think self-care is just, you know, chocolate and bubble baths, but there are also yeah. things that you can do, you know, and nothing wrong with either of those, but there's other things that you could do magically. And I think we forget that we're magical people. So turning the mundane into magical, that can, that can really help, especially, especially because the news is so endlessly horrific, you know, and, and honestly focusing on yourself. I think people feel bad about that. Like it's selfish, but you know, if you're not okay and you don't put the oxygen mask on, you can't, you know, take care of someone else. So right. you can't. people forget that. Yeah. Right. And, and I do have fine thing we have to, and, and why that in our culture is like, don't take care of yourself or worry about yourself. And it's about everybody else that's selfish. It's, it's such backwards thinking I but agree. looking at like news and stuff i actually limit my news now i i used to look at people who did that it's like why it's what's the news yeah. no but now it's so much i just like okay i i want to know what's going on in the world i don't want to be an ostrich my head in the sand but yeah. i don't want it bombarding me all day long Right. Yeah. You set boundaries. And I think that's yeah. really important too. Like I, I can digest the news easily, more easily if I read it, I can't watch news nonstop. It just assaults my senses. So my boundary is I read the news and I'm very well aware of everything that's happening. I just don't watch the news 24 seven. So, um, and that's a boundary I set for myself. And, uh, another message that's throughout the book is to trust yourself. Um, you know, like use your intuition. A lot of the rituals and things I include in there. If, for example, I say use lavender and you're not feeling it and you want to use rosemary, please do that because it's a, it's just a springboard for you to develop your own practice and what works for you. So um, a lot of those are, um, you know, basic concepts that you can use and, and develop on your own. So I think it appeals to like, you know, new to the community and as well as seasoned people who, you know, sometimes we forget, you know, the magic in our lives. So it's, it's just a good book. I wrote it so that you could just drop into it. And it's like me in book form. Um, so like you can, I love doing this, like opening it randomly and just doing one of the, the actions so you can get like a little boost. That's, that's the way I wrote it. So Good. That's one of my favorite things to do too. What do I need to know today? <laughs> well, bibliomancy. Oh, exactly. That's what I do. Bibliomancy. Shower yeah. Richie. A shower yeah. ritual. I've been yeah. go do that. So yeah. you have this is you've got spells, you've got rituals, you've yeah. got altars. This really has everything. Anybody, you just want to be happy or you want to be positive, check this yeah. out. Thank you. Um, I see you've got some sigils here, you've got some symbols, you've got all sorts of great things. Yeah. Um, and I love that you started the whole thing out with gratitude because again, even if it's hip, weird, weird, it's the most important thing out there. Right. Um, well, because gratitude gives you perspective. I think people forget that and perspective helps because it's not just listing off all these things I'm grateful for. Um, 
it, it gives you perspective. And I have this great ritual that I love in the book called the trail of breadcrumbs, where you like actively dive into your past and, you know, you can sort of, and it's great to do with a friend um, that you can sort of look at the patterns you've done. I love doing that ritual a lot because it's like, Oh, wait a second. You know, this thing happened in my childhood. This is the way I'm acting now. Maybe I could shift things a little bit, try something different, you know, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's all useful. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. And it's perception. And I even like, even on your title, um, staying upbeat in an offbeat world, you called it an offbeat world, not a negative world. Right. <laughs> right. Again, it's how you look at it. Yeah. It, it, you know, even though there's lots of negativity, it's offbeat. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's yeah, wording thank you. is important. Wording, you know. Yeah. Language is very important. Yeah. I have a section in that as well. Um, because I think language, uh, a lot of times people can be careless with it and it's just, it's just being mindful. And I think that's what being a positive pagan is, is living a mindful, intentional life. And a lot of times we forget that, you know, in the busyness of our lives. And so that's why I wrote the book is just as a reminder. So you can like keep it in your backpack or your nightstand or your, you know, office desk and just sort of use it to dip into and remind yourself that you are a magical being you know yeah. you're the best tool you have so yeah and 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 live it i like that you take it into your mundane life and how we are i'm again we're the same person you can we're hardly twins. tell us apart you can yeah. hardly tell us apart ah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway well i have met to quit i can't wait to read this and then i'm going to have even more questions oh, but yeah. how can people find you where's your website do you, what is what do you have coming up with this beautiful new book so oh, thank you. Um, well, we, we, it just got published a few weeks ago, so I'm on a little mini book tour. You can find all the information on my website, lisawagoner.com. Uh, if you have any questions about the book, you can reach me at positivepagan at gmail. Happy to help you out if you have any questions about certain things. And um, also on my website, you will find we have Positive Pagan merchandise. I have like t-shirts and stickers and coffee mugs and things like that because I just want to spread the word. And um, it's art from a friend of mine that I absolutely love her art it's unique and unusual and i'm just taking my friends along for the ride as well so um you get to see her artwork and and you know spread the word about positive paganism i love that i see a t-shirt in my future yeah i think you like the designs <laughs> let me know what you get I, I will definitely do that. So yeah. thank you so much, Lisa. This Aww. I'm again, I'm excited mm -hmm. to have you on. I'm excited that you are out. We need this. Our community needs this. Our thank world you. needs this. Yeah, thanks. And beyond. So so keep up the good work, everybody. Aww. Check it out. Thank Lisa you. Lisa Wagner, Positive Pagan. <laughs>